The following paid program does not represent the views of North Shore 104.9. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Cryptomania, the show all about Bitcoin and blockchain technology. My name is Dana. What do they call me, Jay? Mr. Crypto. And we've got intern Dante in the house. How's it going, son? It's going all right. He's actually lying. He's a little under the weather today. <laughs> Took one for the team by coming in. I'll live. He's going to live, though. We love Dante. Thanks for coming in, son. You know, Jay, today we got a couple of, a lot of stuff on our show. A yeah. lot of excitement. A lot of things happening in the crypto. We're going to a very special in-studio guest. We're going to bring him on in a few minutes. Uh, but I don't know, Jay. Today we're going to kind of start off easy, and then we're going to maybe take it right. But that's one thing, you see. We never, ever do nothing. Nice and easy. We're going to do it. How, Tina? We always do it. Nice and rough. And we're going to take the beginning of this song and we're going to do it, you say. Easy. We're going to start off actually rough. And then we're going to go easy yeah. with my friend that's coming up here in the special guest. But we had a show a few weeks ago. We talked about trading bots. Remember this show, Jay? These oh, yeah. robots. They were uh, uh, computers, very high-powered. You could program them to go on, buy coins when they're low, day trade them for you, and then yeah. come back and you, you turn a profit. Yeah. Well, now they have something kind of disturbing because, you know, at Cryptomania, the first... FM radio show in America on cryptocurrency. That's us. We do believe in a fair uh, playing field. And uh, they have these bots now that are going in. I, I can't even frigging believe I saw this story in the New York Times just this morning. They have these bots that are going in, and uh, they're finding out what the hot toys are. You know what the hot toy this year is? So, oh, I have no clue. I remember it was the... Cabbage Patch. Tickle Me Crabbage Elmo. Crabbage Crotch. Tickle yeah. Me Elmo. All the different... Well, I don't know, because, you know, Dante, you know, he's the youngest one. He's, uh, you know, you know, I wanted a Cabbage Patch kid. You know, I didn't think so. <laughs> fingerlings. Heard of him. Fingerlings. Oh, fingerlings. You know what the fingerlings are? Yeah, it's a little monkey on your finger, right? It's a little monkey. I have a monkey on my back, but yeah, there's a monkey. It's a monkey on your finger, absolutely. Yeah. And whatever it is, so they have like 14, 15 bucks. Yeah. Well, these... Trading bots are going in, and they're uh, going in, and they're finding the inventory. They're buying them all out. No way. And then automatically posting them on other sites for inflated prices. What? Is that crazy? The bots work consistently by plugging, uh, uh, pinging, I'm sorry, retail websites and searching and say, uh, for sales and analyzing URLs. The moment an item is in stock, the software runs through the, ch the checkout process at a speed that is completely inhuman. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious sh and uh, those companies and large organizations are uh, subject to bot attacks. Wow. So you find out what's happening. You find out what's going on. You program your computer. Go in and just buy all the inventory. Yeah. Now there's an hysteria. One of these little fingerlings that are 15 bucks. There's one on Amazon right now. Yeah. $5,000. No way. Dollars. That's Five crazy. And somebody out there is going to pay $5,000. Their kid has to have that item. You know, and well, maybe they're not. Maybe the Grinch is going to come. The Grinch bot is going to come and sell Christmas. Steal Christmas. Finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry boo-hoo. <laughs> that's thanks to the <laughs> bots. So that's what the crypto bots are doing. Yeah. A lot of kids are going to go boo-hoo-hoo. I mean, 
at Cryptomania, we do believe in a, a level playing field. We want equal access to all things that are going to make us healthier and wealthier as a nation. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. But uh, these bots go on. You know what it's like? It's like they're drawn to these deals like a shark is drawn to blood. Oh, yeah? It's unbelievable. And so they're trying to pass some laws. There's a couple of laws out there. And we really? Do, we do need to change the law because we're given this unfair advantage. And just like we with these miners, they have these high-powered... Cryptocurrency miners, we uh -huh. talk about them. I have a miner that's running. It does 10 million calculations a second. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable amount of computing power, and it generates you know money in, in coins. Uh, but I'm doing it for my own benefit. I'm not doing it to rip off anybody. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's well, good. But I just thought, you know, at Cryptomania, we're Bitcoin in beyond, and that was yeah. a little bit on the beyond. Would a law even help something like this, though? Because I would think that people who are actually programming these bots to go and buy the toys that are the HUD items or whatever... They're probably not caring about laws. Well, you know, this is where the blockchain technology applied to this application would verify oh, that. It's, yeah. You know, and it would be, you know, it's the tech, you know, it's the technology that's going to be in place when you and I are long dead. Right. And the way that the world will be, maybe Dante will get to experience it in his life. But the way that the world is changing with this blockchain technology, yeah. that would verify. That would stop someone from overbuying. That would stop these bots because you need independent verifications to say that this is more than, you know, you can put a limit of two or three or four or whatever on it. Right. It wouldn't be able to just go out and buy the whole inventory. So you've brought up numerous examples on the course of this show of how uh, blockchain technology would help the situation. It almost seems like a lot of infrastructures just need to be, like, rebuilt from the ground up with blockchain as the source or as the foundation. I agree. And that's, you know, just something. That's so if you want... time. So I program my computer. I've got a bunch of these fingerlings. I'm selling them for $2,000 a piece, which is better than the 5K. No, I'm only kidding. You know, the world is changing. Dante, did you t you don't want to talk because he's got a cold, but was Campbell's Soup, did they go out of business? Did you tell me they filed for bankruptcy? Did you, was that you who, you who told me that, Campbell's Soup? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I can look that up. Look that up, please. There, Get on that job. Nice deep voice there, there baritone boy. And uh, Sears has gone out of business. Sears yeah. has gone out of business. Sure. The world is changing. The world is changing. You know, Walmart. Going down, man. You know, maybe not so much. Kmart, gone. Campbell's yeah. is doing all right. Are they doing all right? This is the same thing about bankruptcy. Okay. I swear you told me that the other night. We was, I, you know, <laughs> I don't think right. so. All right. I'm going to look back on my notes. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, you know, the world is changing. The world, yeah. the, the way is it's being disrupted. The whole banking system needs to be disrupted. And that's what this show is about. And, uh, you know, again, if you want a fingerling, you might want to go out and buy one now. And you might want to go and try to do that quickly. But yeah. we have in studio today a very special guest. And uh, we're called Bitcoin and Beyond. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit on this guy. And beyond. Beyond. To infinity and beyond. Paul Murphy spent almost 11 years as an assistant district attorney, supervising several of Massachusetts' busiest courthouse before building a reputation as a noted criminal defense trial attorney. This unexpected twist to the story is that for nine of those years, under a pseudonym, Paul D'Angelo. Paul was simultaneously becoming one of America's number one stand-up comics. Nope, I have more. This guy, man, is all over the place. The, I'm looking on a website, the awards, the uh, affiliations with some of the big, big, big players. Paul has worked directly with many internationally recognized comedians. Like who, you asked, Jay? Like who? Dave Chappelle, Jay Leno, Joan wow. Rivers, George Carlin. I mean, it's a huge list. Ellen DeGeneres, Dennis Miller, Chris Rock. 
Now Dana Crypto, uh, he's opened up for uh, 60 internationally known recording artists, including the Doobie Brothers, the Beach Boys. My God, this guy is busy. Chicago, Jerry Lee Lewis, Bad Company, Hall and Oates. I mean, this is a long list. I can't get to them all. Please. That's impressive. Give us a huge Cryptomania welcome to comedian Paul D'Angelo. Here he is. How are we doing, Paul? I just realized I'm way too important to be in the show. I'll see you guys later. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely, you know. Very good. Well, welcome, Paul. Thanks for coming into oh, Cryptomania. This is an, a lot, a lot of fun to have you here. So, uh, I got a couple of questions for you right sure. out of the gate. Paul Murphy was your name, and you were practicing law. Yeah. And then you went to the suit. I understand how you didn't want to, you know, get with the courts and how they didn't want to, you know, you know, get your day job screwed up with it. But why the name D'Angelo? Are you Italian? Okay. 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 I'll, I'll give you the explanation. I grew up in an, an Italian household. My two Italian grandparents over from Italy spoke Italian. My mother spoke Italian. My uncle Vito lived in the same Vito. house. I lived in a section yeah, of the Italian. town called the Gulch, which was all Italians. My grandfather used to have a store there. Everything in my life was Italian. I had the mustache. I looked like a you know 70s porn guy. Uh, Mario Brothers. I, I spoke a little <laughs> Italian, everything. So I went to college. And when I was at college, every month we had to have an excuse why we weren't getting lucky with the women. And then my, <laughs> my friends had this revelation. go, you know why? Because they think you're a liar. Because you talk a little Italian, you look Italian. Everything about you is Italian except for your last name. Murphy. So they started calling me Angelo. So the first time I ever did comedy, um, I says, well, geez, I, I don't know if I can, if the DA will allow me to do this. So I need another name. I yeah. said, well, I, well, I can't be Angelo because that's that's... <laughs> You know, because if somebody calls me by f my first name, I won't know it's me. So I, I'll be Paul D'Angelo. So the first time I ever went up on stage, about 20 of my friends showed up. And they said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're introducing the next comic, Paul Murphy. And I said, my friend said, w w wait a second. I thought you gave him a different name. I said, they must have screwed up. I started to walk to the stage. 400-pound guy waddled up. He said, hi, my name is Paul Murphy. Oh, and no. he, was, he was terrible. He, the only laugh he got, he, he physically lifted his belly up and said, look at my new belt buckle I just bought, right? And and my friends were peeing their pants because they said, oh, my God, they're going to think that's you. <laughs> and, and, he, and this guy said, oh, my God, I have to keep... I thought I was doing it once, by the way, because my parents, after I did, made my first appearance, they said, I'm glad you got that out of your system. Thanks for your encouragement. You Absolutely. Know? Wow. And uh, so... <laughs> Now I, I so I said I'll I'll, I'll keep the D'Angelo name. Now I start to headline shows like right away, and now I'm having waitresses come up and go. I just want to tell you that the guy at the table I was serving, I heard him say, "Hey, that looks like the guy who sent me to prison," but that guy was was uh, Irish, and this guy's Italian, so it must be a different guy. So I better keep the two names. You so, better keep the two and names. It, so it just stuck. And then I was supervising a jury session. I introduced myself to juries and, and stuff, and I didn't want them to make the connection. So. I went to L.A. I tried to go back to my real name, but they already knew my name out there when I moved out to L.A. So wow. it kind of just stuck. And now I sign my checks. It's a, Paul D'Angelo paid to the order of Paul J. Murphy. And it's the same signature under each one. And it's just, it's worked. It works for you, so, man. I love it. Fact, I, love doing, I, I was doing, I, 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 I do artwork, too. I'm an artist. So, so, in fact, we just created a new page with all my artwork on it. And people are really, really digging it. And, um, and, I, and I gave someone a, a canvas print yesterday. And I said, I don't know what, how to sign it. I, I signed half of them Paul Murphy and half of them Paul D'Angelo, so I don't even know who the hell I am. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> anyway.
anyway, you got a book out, Fox. You got several books. Oh, I got a, yeah, I got a couple. You, you got one that it's called L.A. Miserables. Miserables. Like, Miserables. Like, 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 uh, like, like Les Miserables, L.A. Miserables, except I, L.A. and I was miserable. It's the amusing misadventures <laughs> of a Boston comic in La La Land. Yeah, I moved out there in 96. I was there for six years, but I could have failed in three. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know what? Comedy, that's, you know, I talked to uh, comics coming up and they say, what, what's funny? I go, misery, you know, like uh, tension and, 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 and conflict and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, how's your family? Oh, my family's great. I got a white, wonderful wife, wonderful kids. I got a great job. What's funny about that? Nothing. But when you say, my kids are a pain in the neck, my wife is driving me crazy, my boss is an ass. I, I can't pay the bills. That's what's funny. So I moved to L.A. It was just I, that was my struggle. Like most artists struggle at the beginning of their career. I had to go backwards when I went to L.A. So as soon as it started to suck, I started to write things down. I said, I'm going to keep a diary. I'll be a star in a year. And wow. I'll have a story of how I made it big. And meanwhile, six diaries later... You're uh, <laughs> it's still, awesome. Still well, uh, yeah. it must have sucked a lot because you have a lot of writings there. Oh yeah, it's yeah, unbelievable. That's what's, that's what's funny. Isn't it funny how when you were a little kid, your imagination would go wild when you were in your bed in the middle of the night in the dark, all alone. Any noise could make you go. What? What, what was that? What was it? Could be a boiler going on. Could be a floorboard squeaking. Could be a window rattling. You'd go. What was that? And your imagination would go wild. Oh, it's probably a monster, a zombie, or something coming to, to, coming to eat me. I'm never going to live to be seven. Oh, my God. I'm a dead kid. I'm a dead kid. I'm a dead kid. Well, guess what? I'm still afraid, but now I'm afraid of different things. It's the middle of the night. It's dark. The house makes a funny sound. <gasps> How much is that going to cost me? But we're coming up to our commercial break, and you're listening to Cryptomania on North Shore 104.9, and we're going to be coming back right away with comedian Paul D'Angelo, a.k.a. Paul Murphy. <laughs> the secret's out. The secret's out. You're listening to Cryptomania, Bitcoin and beyond. And we'll be right back with more on cryptocurrencies right here on North Shore 104.9. So, Jay, have you ever used the ATM down at uh, Rasta Pasta? I have, on you know, Red Tool Street. That's right. And that is a Bitcoin ATM. And you know who the leader is in Bitcoin ATM machines? It's a company called General Bytes. Okay. General Bytes is moving and shaking and changing the way America and the world receives Bitcoin. Their new machine, the Bantam 3, allows you to buy Bitcoin, but also you can sell your Bitcoin and get cash out of this machine. Really? Oh, they also have a Gore-Tex point-of-sale machine, which will allow you to uh, accept Bitcoin at your business. If you're interested in doing in this, you can check out generalbytes.com for all their products and services. Again, General Bytes, the leader in Bitcoin ATMs across America and the world. That's General, B-Y-T-E-S dot com, General Bytes. Hi, this is State Senator Bruce Tarr. Hi, this is Dana Crypto from Cryptomania. We all get to do something very special for kids in our own neighborhood. Yeah, the neighborhood you want to go to is the one at Rasta Pasta Pizzeria. We're going to have a toy drive down there. Once again, for our North Shore Holiday Toy Drive, in partnership with North Shore 104.9 and great sponsors like Obershawn Hardware. And Rasta Pasta Pizzeria, 507 Rantoul Street in Beverly. And so many more. But the most important thing is we need you. We need you to go to Rasta Pasta and bring a toy. And here's the deal, people. This is why Rasta is the best place to donate your toy. No, Jay, I mean, you're laughing at me. You go to Rasta Pasta. Yeah. You bring oh, an unwrapped absolutely. toy. 
you get a free cheese pizza. No, get out of You get here. a free cheese pizza. Rasta Pasta is supporting Beverly Bootstraps. Yes. We only have a few short days left. Sure. Uh, thank you to Senator Tarr for putting this together. But, Senator Tarr, come on down to Rasta Pasta. Bring me a toy, and I'll give you a pizza. Hey, it's Gary Marino from the World Gone Crazy Band. And when I'm not bringing laughter and joy to the masses up here in the North Shore, I listen to Cryptomania on North Shore 104.9 FM. American Red Cross offers CPR and first aid training all at a nominal fee. You can check it out and find the closest location near you at redcross.org. And we're back with Cryptomania, the show all about Bitcoin and blockchain technology. My name is Dana. Mr. Crypto! Jay's in the house. Hey, hey. Dante under the weather, but he's here. Dead I'm, still, ca- I'm still kicking. He's a dead cat, getting a bounce. <laughs> and of course, our very special guest, Mr. Paul D'Angelo. How are we doing, Paul? I'm doing great. Excellent. So we're here on, you know, why have a comedian... On a show about cryptocurrency. That's exactly the question I asked. Uh, because we are Bitcoin and beyond, and we are something. We're on a, actually, Cryptomania is one of the few shows in America that is on a new cutting edge crusp of something. It's called edutainment, it's education and entertainment. Edutainment. You, you, you've never heard of that, that phrase. I am so old school. I'm, I'm like, I say, I better look at this crypto. I thought cryptocurrency was something that the zombies used <laughs> to pay for things. Uh, something right, like out you, of the crypt. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm so old school. Like, like Things like the cloud. I get upset about what well, my stuff's on the cloud. I, that means if they if it's on the they could just take it away one day. Hey, I got stuff on the cloud. No, no, we we don't know where it is. We, oh well, well. So I like like I want a CD. I'll still buy CDs because I want it in my hand. You, you want to touch it. You want to feel. People it. say, oh, the cloud is secure, Paul. They, the Chinese hacked into the White House, which is the most secure, heavily guarded house in the entire country. Go if the Chinese can get in the White House, they can get in my computer, you, and I don't want some Chinese guy doing my jokes. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. you know, coffee house in Beijing screwing up my act. <laughs> That's all we need. We don't need anything like that. But no. no, this is the future. As I said earlier in the show, you and I are going to be long dead by yeah. the time this technology uh, comes to, to play. Now, cryptocurrency, it is digital, but it's also uh, just the first manifestation of this technology called blockchain technology. What that does, it just it's peer-to-peer. If I want to send you, like if I wanted to buy your book, as an example, and you've got a, a bunch of books, and you can get those books at where? pdangelo.com pdangelo.com and amazon.com you know you can get those books anywhere but if you know rather than you know going to your bank and having me pay with a credit card and them taking their fee you could accept bitcoin for your book so uh, a lot of rappers in the hip hop community are doing it. so you accept bitcoin for your book and you're going to send somebody a book and they're going to send you their bitcoin now you park that in your wallet the beauty of that is it it fluctuates like a lot it goes up and it goes down. If you're just going to sit on it, say you sold your book for 15 bucks, that might be $35, $40 in a couple of years because it grows that fast. See, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving you gold right here, my friend. Gold! I was a finance major at Boston College, top 3% of my class. I can't even balance my checkbook now. You lost me at, at cryptocurrency. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to understand it, though. You're I didn't know I had it so much in common with the uh, hip-hop community, though. No, you I know, you are. You know. Yes, really. <laughs> 
I love this country. You know, it's only in America where you can be born poor and black and die white and rich. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yes. You know, absolutely. So there's all kinds of you know, there's all kinds of things, and we we, we think very differently here at hey, Cryptomania. Hey, don't make fun of him. He could dance for a white guy. I'll tell you. I was telling you, you know, he was quite the dancer. We all miss Michael Jackson. But uh, you can uh, learn about Bitcoin. You can go to Cryptomania Radio Show. We have live market tickers there. We uh, you know we get shout outs from uh, different you know major stars. Uh, we'll hope that you're going to give us a little plug here and say this is Paul D'Angelo and you're listening oh, to Crypto I'd, I'd, I'd be glad to. And, and you know what? People come up to me uh, when they go to buy my books and, and the merchandise and stuff, my CDs, my DVDs after the show. Oh, I don't have any cash. Do you take a credit card? No, See? no, cash. cash. That, no. But no, the world is changing and it's growing and it's actually changing for intellectual property rights. This blockchain technology, you could put it on your joke. As you said, you don't want some uh, Chinese guy in Beijing, you know, what's a Chinese dentist's favorite time? Tooth hurdy. But um bum. Anyway. <laughs> Looks like my job is safe at comedy. <laughs> your job is very, very safe. A lot of my act is about, like, kind of revolting against technology. I like things when. They were yeah. simpler, like like my phone. People are so obsessed with their cell phone. Everything's a cell phone, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wow, you know, I'd like to go back to a simpler time when we used to have a rotary phone and it was on the cord. And I go, oh no, that sucked. You know, no, well, you know, at least a. A, a portable phone, but then you can't leave the house with it. And I go, well, well, you know, maybe the early flip phone. And I go, oh, wait a second, I, I got to be on the internet. I got, I, I got to take pictures, and and I'm right back where I started again. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, but the uh, you know your way that you can protect yourself with this blockchain technology is uh, when you do you know you do a joke, you write a joke, you put it up on the blockchain. It gets independently verified that you wrote this, it's yours. So it's intellectual property. No one can screw with that. No one can take it. If somebody has that joke somewhere else poster or they use it, you can point back to this intellectual property uh, device and say, look, I've already been confirmed by 5,000 different people that that's my joke and it, it, it elches it in stone. You Did know, you understand anything that I, I just said? Why do I feel like this is, uh, you're, you're trying to set me up to, for some seminar that I'm going to buy into for a weekend or something. You, you know, here at Cryptomania, we have no hey, agenda. I was going to say, here, take my wallet, but it's, you know, it's, it's cash and you probably don't even know what the hell that is. I don't know what yeah, cash is. It's green and That's, some people still take it. It's fake my It's fake my hope only $500. You can get the yeah. secret. You can get the answers to all these questions that I just gave Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Or just become a fan of Cryptomania and you get it for free. It's awesome here. But we have a lot of different things we'd like to talk to you about. Uh, mostly on your book. You have two other books you told me? Yeah. They, they, one's called Stories uh, I Tell and the other one's called More Stories to Tell. And it, See, I, I, I'm kind of prolific when writing. I, I have three uh, CDs they play on national radio. They're all like an hour set, but every set is different. And I've got uh, two DVDs, which are hour sets, and each... Half of each one of those DVDs is not even on the audio, on the CDs. And then the books are all stories and things that are more suited to a book or to print than than to do on stage. They're all stories that have been tested, have been have been said on the radio, have been done places, and it's all short, funny stories and anecdotes and things. I tell people, leave it in the bathroom. They think I'm kidding. I said, you know, read one story at a time, or if you have a bad burrito, read three. You exactly. Know? So, <laughs> so, so exactly right. People bring them on vacation. It's like a real easy read. They can put it down and pick it up anytime. It's just all short funny stories and uh they won like four and five international awards each one of those two books so the new book is uh is a diary from when i moved out to la of of just a day-to-day -day diary that i thought i'd be like a mega star at in a year and it would be my chronological uh you know history of how i made it huge my friend took me snow skiing once up in the mountains and i don't, I don't know why people say oh it's not cold and windy enough here let's drive three hours north <laughs> where it sucks even more. And the night be I didn't know anything about skiing. Next day, 7 a.m., Paul, wake up. 
What? Wake up! Hurry up! We're gonna be late. Late for what? We're gonna be late for skiing. So what time is it? 7 a.m. I said it's a mountain. It'll be there at 10:30. Relax. One, I was gonna do a third book. I was starting to work, work on a third book, and my friend said, "Why don't you release one of those diaries?" It was so funny. So I, I started reading it, and I go, "Oh my god! I was so miserable. This is hilarious." <laughs> <laughs> People yeah. will buy into the misery, right? They oh want yeah. It, that oh. Makes, you know why? Because then they, my life actually doesn't suck as bad as Paul D'Angelo's. It's just funny. You know, it's funny when when things are going good. It's not really funny. That's where all the, all of the humor comes from. Is is from you know struggling when things are. You know, you, I'm in an apartment. All of a sudden, I got I got I got bugs in my apartment. I got a girlfriend that's, you know, we're not getting along. I got, uh, you know, they're stealing cars right out in front of my apartment building. The people in my apartment building, it was like, it was like uh, the bar scene from Star Wars. It was all, all these crazy people and stuff. And, and that's where the humor comes from. So I'm reading this stuff and, and all of a, it's like new to me going, oh, this is 20 years ago. That's cool. But it's still relevant. You know, it's, it's still the same thing. How much... Uh, material did you get from being an assistant district attorney? They must have loaded you up. It's, 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 it's kangaroo court. I you hate know what's the court That's system. one of the reasons I wrote that diary because every day in court was, was so busy. I had so much pressure on me and so many things happened and yet I still injected humor all the time. Not at the expense of my job, but um, and I was mad that I never wrote things down, like even every day, like just a just a line or two to remind me of what happened. Most of my stories came from people who who would say, "Oh, I'll never forget the time you did this in court." And I go, "Oh, tell me about it," because I don't remember. I get great memories, I just can't remember them. So <laughs> I, when I got to L.A., I said, "I'm going to start writing things down every day." So you know what's funny? I think maybe because it was so close to me. Um, I, I I have a series of jokes about being a lawyer and a DA, but but not a lot of them. It's not a big chunk of my act because I think at the at the time too when I started out, I didn't. I thought people were my parents in the audience. They're oh, looking yeah. at me and going, "What the hell are you doing? You're a lawyer. <laughs> You're such a good lawyer. What the hell is wrong with you?" Right? So Your parents, I did, are you, I, didn't really, uh, I didn't really push the thing on stage that I was a lawyer funny. also because I didn't. I thought they were going to be Separate like my worlds. parents and judge me and go. Well, how the, do they? How do the parents actually? Are your parents still with us? My dad's not with with me. My mom. My mom is, and she's she's come around to it. She actually told me she was proud of me the other day. She said, "All oh, first the, time." Uh, I, I said, <laughs> "What have you done with my mother? Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know that was like I was floored. I didn't even know how to take it, but uh, yeah. She's she's accepted it now, you know, with measure of success and everything. So, so that's all good. But uh, he went to law school. Oh, yeah. uh, boy, you have brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Any of them lawyers? Oh no, 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 no. 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 They're smarter than that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know. Hey, listen. This I did a show the night before Thanksgiving, and uh, a guy got so drunk he fell off his stool in the middle of my act and passed out. No and way. that's that's only happened twice in thirty years, and they were both lawyers. So what does that tell you? I, I probably got out just in time. You got out just in time because I, I, doesn't it rot you from the inside if you have to deal well, with Well, you know, when I was stuff, a prosecutor, I was the good guy. I put people in jail who stole cars and murdered people and, and, and broke into houses. And then I was a defense attorney. I was very successful, but I used to say I used to do good things for bad people. So I'd look at myself in the mirror and go, I don't know if I did the world a favor letting this guy out in the streets after this. So... I had a so, particularly bad case. You know, the I'm, inside story. You, as a lawyer, you can be real with me. You had client. You knew they were guilty as sin, but yet you knew the law, and the law could get them out, and you got them out. 
Yeah, and now I got to put a police officers on the stand that, that, that are my friends from 11 years in the DA's office, and I got to make them look like a fool in front of a jury to win a case for this guy who spit in their face and everything. And and I, I used, and I and I, you know what I had I had an alternative. So I said well, I could be on a cruise ship now. I could be working in Vegas, uh, uh, working at a club and making people laugh. And uh, and that's when I moved to L.A. That's crazy. It's a dog eat dog world, and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. But we're talking to <laughs> Paul D'Angelo and a Paul. We got a couple of minutes left. In- <laughs> we got a couple of minutes left in our show. Uh, you got a nice uh, New Year's Eve gig done at the Larkham Theater in Beverly. This is, I think, it's my fifth. Is it the fifth or sixth year? It's the that fifth I, year. It's on your website. Yeah, yeah, fifty. Oh, that's a, such a nice venue. We fill it up every year, and it's and it's really a, a fun night. And plus, you get home and it's done by like ten o'clock, so you you still get home and watch the ball drop if they get off the road before it's amateur yeah, night. Yeah. I don't want to be on the road with all the amateurs. It's a nice way to true. spend a night, and you know what? I'm so privileged to be able to do it. It's a it's a wonderful theater. The owners are wonderful. The, the management and stuff, and uh, I really look forward to that. And so, where could uh, listeners of Cryptomania get tickets? Would that be at Larkham.com? That sounds right. You know more than I do. I, well, yes, you know, yes, or you can go to P, P. D'Angelo. Uh, yeah, I'd go to the Lockham website. You can get tickets and stuff. We will sell it out, so it's a good thing. And uh, and it's it's just a wonderful way to spend New Year's Eve. I'm so fortunate. That's a very good thing. And you also have some art. I see you popping up all over Facebook, and you do you know you do some yeah, art. Yeah, stuff yeah. My and- artwork was just like nobody knew about it. And I just told the woman who does my social media. I said I, I want some people to see some of this stuff. So I'm putting it out there, and everybody wants me to sell it and everything like that. I said, well, maybe we'll do a little Bitcoin thing. Uh, you know, a little Bitcoin, do a little yeah. that. There we go. Know, do a little dance, make a little love. And- <laughs> To Cryptomania, we're coming to the end of our show. And you know, at Cryptomania, we believe in a few things. We believe in a level playing field. We believe that everyone should have equal access and opportunity to all things that make us healthier and wealthier as a nation. We believe that talent is distributed equally, but opportunity is not. The world is being disrupted. The way we do commerce is changing. The revolution is here, people. And hopefully, by becoming a fan of Cryptomania, you too can get in on the game. My name is Dana, J-Dog in the house, Dante here, and my very special guest, Paul D'Angelo. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for having me on. And you're listening to Cryptomania on North Shore 104.9 FM. During this morning's broadcast of Cryptomania, your host may have discussed specific cryptocurrencies and investment ideas. This discussion provides general information and is of an entertainment nature only, not specific investment, buying, or selling advice or recommendations. Buying, selling, and trading Bitcoins involves risk, including the loss of money over short or long periods of time. Investors in Bitcoin should expect prices to have large range fluctuations. Please seek your own legal business and investment advice. Tune in again next Saturday morning at 9.30 for Cryptomania, Bitcoin, and beyond. Shout out to Cryptomaniacs. The prior show was a paid program that does not express the views, opinions, or beliefs of North Shore 104.9, the station management, its employees, or staff.